This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Whitmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And Mark, we got a, I feel like I say it every week, we got a jam-packed show. In this one, we're going to mm-hmm. be talking some Cincinnati Bengals. I know we've got a Cincinnati contingency in the MVP Army, MVP Nation, whatever you want to call it. Then we're going to be talking some Dallas Cowboys, DeMarco Milley, DeMarco Milley, DeMarco Murray and mm-hmm. Philadelphia. And then we're going to be talking some playoff scenarios this week, it's what could stuff. happen, what won't happen this week in week number 15. But we start in Ohio because Andy Dalton injures his thumb. But when you think about it, it's like, Andy, did you really have to go and make that tackle? Did you have to do that? I mean, did he learn anything from Jason Street? You're a quarterback. <laughs> don't tackle. Just don't. It ends badly. Oh, that, that, Bad injuries. You're, you're, talking, you're talking about the series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, Friday oh. Night Lights. Go watch it. Um, no spoilers. I never finished it, by the way. I really? got to I got to the season where he goes to the other school. I'm not gonna say what it mm-hmm. is spoilers, but he goes to the other school and yeah, I just It gets really good then. The season four and season five are the best besides season one. I've always I'm like, I gotta go back and watch it, but then there's a part of me that's like, Yeah, if I gotta go back and watch it, I gotta go back to the beginning and season, catch myself the up. The end of season five is amazing. I'm like, I gotta Absolutely catch amazing. myself up. So, to talk about uh, the city in Ohio that has good football being played. That's not the factory sense. Yeah, we're, no, none of that Cleveland Browns talk. Who day? Who day? I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, so, Andy Dalton, I don't know. Some would say maybe he's doing his team a favor because Andy Dalton can't win, win in, in the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. He can get you to the playoffs, but he can't win in the playoffs. Well, he's basically pretty much got them to the playoffs. He always gets him to the playoffs. Yeah. He's like They it, would have to do some pretty miraculous things in order to not make the playoffs right now. They'd have well, to lose all, the, all of their games and pretty much everyone else would have to win all of their games. Just by winning this week, they're, they're in, in the playoffs. Yep. If they win and Pittsburgh loses or if Pittsburgh just loses, boom, they've won the division. Yeah. It's so really I, easy. So for them, they're pretty much in the playoffs. It's Can you win in the playoffs? That's Mm -hmm. the thing. Well, if Andy Dalton is there, probably not. Because he can't. He's never done it before. And yes, there are more people to blame than Andy Dalton. It's just fun to blame Andy Dalton. Neither has McCarron, though. He isn't one in the playoffs. He's never been to the playoffs. He's never had the chance to win in the playoffs. Now he does. He's got the opportunity. Um, So I, I here's the thing, okay? This is a really good situation for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, you're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. But... Never Cincinnati say never. Bengals don't really win Super Bowls or playoff games. So that's not such a bad thing. What you have right now is an opportunity to let a younger quarterback shine. Hopefully he looks really good. And then you have one of two things that can happen. Trade him. You trade him or he is so good you trade Andy Dalton. Option two is not going to happen. So option one is what you're really hoping for. You're hoping that you can get this guy to look so great in your offense. Maybe actually win a playoff game. So that way you can trade bait him and he's the hot commodity of the offseason. People are going to say, Brock Os who? 
They're not going to be worrying about that. They're not going to be worrying about Jimmy Garoppolo because he never got the opportunity to start. Jimmy Garoppolo or Jimmy Garoppolo? Garoppolo. This Jimmy Garoppolo kid I hear so all about. So this Andy Dalton, A.J. McCarron situation we have going on right now actually I think is going to work really well for the Cincinnati Bengals. The worst thing that happens, they lose in the first, you know, they lose their first playoff game again, as they traditionally do, and they get to trade this guy. That's pretty much the worst worst that actually the worst mm-hmm. that happens is they probably don't get to trade him. That's how bad he looks. Uh but I don't think he's gonna look that bad. I think he'll look good enough to where they can trade him somewhere or just say Oh, we have a pretty competent backup. No, and what I'm looking at is for me the first thing I thought of was I was watching Sports Center, it was the SVP Sports Center after the Monday night game on Monday night obviously. And they made the comparison of, well, you know, when AJ McCarron threw his first career touchdown to AJ Green, what did AJ Green do with it? He punted it into the stands. It's like, well, you know, the the kid probably wants that, his first career touchdown. Guess what happened to Tom Brady when he fir- threw his first career touchdown? The wide receiver chucked it into the stands, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, making the Brady to McCarron kind of comparison. But the thing with Dalton is, yes, you may be from Cincinnati sitting there going, but guys, he's week to week. There's a chance that he just misses this game and then Andy Dalton comes back. However, the way I'm sitting here, I'm thinking week to week with a thumb injury in your throwing hand. I don't think he's coming back after this week. If I'm the if I'm the Bengals, it's I'm hoping that I win this game. Because mm. if you win this week, you can shut Dalton down to the playoffs. And if what you a- wanted to. What a battle of backup quarterbacks coming up here. Cincinnati is in such a fortunate position. They're going to play uh, Blaine Gabbert, mm-hmm. who is a backup in for, since, uh, for San Francisco. Yo, Gabba Gabba. They're going to play Brock Osweiler, a backup for the Denver Broncos. And are are they still going to? Are the Ravens still going to start? They have McCown right now, right? Yes. Yeah. They also have Jimmy Clausen, I believe. Yeah. Are they going? Who are they going to start? I'm not really sure, but either way, it's a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. So you're feeling pretty good about all of that. Um, they can easily win two of these games. The Broncos will be a tougher game, but they can easily beat the 49ers and the Ravens. There's nothing bad, and I think the, that's what I'm saying for the Cincinnati Bengals to really luck out in this situation because Andy. Or not Andy Dalton. A.J. McCarron can look good against either one of these teams. But with that being said, I want to pull out some history for everybody. So a Alabama quarterback has not won a game in the NFL since 1987. An Alabama quarterback has not won a game in the NFL since 87? Yeah, that's kind of pathetic, right? I don't think it's pathetic. The first thing I think of when when you say Alabama quarterback Mm -hmm. in the NFL, my first thought goes, okay, other than AJ, probably AJ McCarron, um, McElroy, who was with, um, I think he's still with the Jets. Besides those two, 
Name an Alabama quarterback that is like. But even I think that's kind of the point. Though, in the too. NFL, that's kind of the point. Alabama doesn't make good quarterbacks. No, they're to me they're more of a defensive running back mm-hmm. kind of university. I mean, Amari Cooper, of course they've had wide receivers too, but they're more of the defensive and running back kind of university. Which is why Cincinnati fans are probably kind of nervous right now. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too nervous. Not yet. I don't know. The reason being is this game. I'm not nervous coming into this game because, a, like I said, you've got the playoffs by the balls. You just got to win, or Pittsburgh's got to lose. Hey, and guess what, Bengal fans? Guess who Pittsburgh's playing this week? Brock the cock. They're playing. They're playing Denver, who did not look good ba- this week. Did not look good this week at all. Just because they looked good, they didn't look good last week, doesn't mean that's going to be a recurring theme in my mind. This is a team that their defense has been one of the best. I feel like Brock Osweiler has a comeback game in this one. Mm -hmm. And that I'm focusing more on that Denver defense. How are they going to make the trio wide receivers of Brown, Wheaton, and Bryan, D'Angelo Wilson, and or Williams, and Big Ben look. Not not that great. Look at Big Ben. Big Ben didn't have the best game against the Bengals. Yeah, they got the win, but also Andy Dalton was out, so that's why the Bengals kind of fell back in that one. This is going to be a tough game for Pittsburgh. So if I'm the Bengals, I'm sitting there going, hey, even if we don't win this, this week, Pittsburgh's in a dogfight in Denver. So we got to win this game to get in, but Pittsburgh could lose we're going to make the playoffs. It's just where we're going to fight for where we're going to be seated because, of course, they want to get the get the first round by. Mm-hmm. But will Andy Dalton be ready for the playoffs or A.J. McCarron? That's where the worry lies. Does McCarron have to play a playoff game, especially if he doesn't look good this weekend? I mean, I don't know. Do, are Cincinnati Bengals fans confident that they're going to win with Andy Dalton in there in the playoffs? They haven't done that yet. I wouldn't. I mean, but I'd rather have Dalton. And as of right now, and this is because I haven't seen mm-hmm. McCarron play a full game as starter. Yeah, I would say I want Dalton in in a playoff game, especially because if you get that first round bye, that game's most likely going to be against a, a real team, a team like yeah. let's say Pittsburgh or Kansas City. Oh wait, guess what? If you don't get the first round bye. You're probably going to be the third seed. You're probably going to play Pittsburgh because right now the Chiefs are ahead of Pittsburgh in the playoff standings. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals, they're in a rough spot. They really are. But this is the best team they've had in a long time. So they really just got to play that whole team game. I mean, they don't let teams score on them. They score a good amount of points. So they've got good weapons out there. A.J. McCarron just needs to get the ball to those weapons. The defense needs to keep doing what it's been doing of stopping the opponents from scoring points. And it's not going to be that hard for them to win any games. I I don't know. I really don't think much changes here. I think, if anything, the Cincinnati Bengals will luck out in this situation. I see your point, Nemi. I want to correct myself. Yeah. As of right now in the playoff standings, apparently the Jets jumped the Steelers for the sixth spot. So if I'm going off of the playoff standings right now before week 
15, then if I'm the Bengals in the playoffs, assuming that the Bengals have the number two right now, you're either playing Denver, because if Denver wins, they're the highest seeded team, so they'd automatically play you. New England would get whoever else wins, or you're going to get the Chiefs if the Jets could beat Denver. Either of those teams, I'm sitting there going, I I, I don't want to face them. Now, the Colts, they're the only one of this that's like, yeah, I'll take the Colts. I'll take them. i definitely take them. Yeah, anyone will take the Colts. I, You know, you kind of forget about the Colts. You forget that they're there right now because mm-hmm. them and the Texans both are just sitting around in mediocrity all day. Well, they're both tied at 6-7, and seven, and then you've got Jacksonville one game out. And apparently Jacksonville looks like they're an actual team all of a sudden. I don't know what that's about. They scored 50-some points the other day. I, I don't understand. Colts. I don't understand. Now, the thing, I'm going to go further mm-hmm. into comparison land. I I know I said earlier that they were making the joking comparisons against the Tom Brady, A.J. McCarron. You know it would be pretty humorous? Let's say the playoff standings are exactly what they are today. The Bengals would have the second seed. When Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl that season, he took over for... Um, Drew Bledsoe, almost said Vitti Testaverde, but it's blue, Drew Bledsoe. Guess what seed New England was that year? going to guess number two. The two. They played the three seed in the divisional round in Foxborough. Guess what division the three seed was from? I'll give you a hint. Denver's in that same division. Oh, it's got to be the AFC West. The AFC West. Obviously, divisions were, I want to say, a little bit different then because it was 2001 because we still had the central in that time but right now oakland and denver same division that game the new england oakland game that was the tuck rule game then they played the number one seed in pittsburgh and beat him in the conference championship then beat st louis obviously in the super bowl if that played out mccarran would have to beat denver new england and then carolina to win the super bowl mm-hmm. if we went off of the same seeds what a year for backup quarterbacks. I mean, this is really... Brock Osweiler. It shows the importance for... Ryan Fitzpatrick. For doing something like drafting a Kirk Cousins when you draft an RG3. You know, doing something like having your star out there and getting somebody for the future. It does show that importance that a lot of teams kind of ignore. I'm going to throw Kirk Cousins out there because really I know he's he was a backup. Na- I know he was named the starter, but really he's the back. He was the he was backup the backup in week one most time. Yeah, but- it's just such a year for backup quarterbacks mm-hmm. really to come out there and have to get the job done. Uh, and some of them are obviously doing better than others. Uh, we also have some terrible situations, but I think. My final verdict on the Cincinnati Bengals, you guys are fine. You're going to win two of these games. Andy Dalton probably comes back. But even if he doesn't, the best I don't thing, think much changes. The best thing for Bengal fans is that he didn't need surgery. If he needed surgery, I'm coming into this podcast. I'm going, Mark, I'm hitting the panic button. Because, yes, we're going to make the playoffs, but... What are we going to look like without Andy Dalton? Mm-hmm. I really, the one thing I do want to. This week, and bef- mm-hmm. I just want to say this before you get into what you wanted to. This week is going to be the best week for you. You're playing the 49ers who lost to Johnny Football. So if if the Browns and the Factory of Sadness can beat them, you can beat them. The Steelers are playing Denver. That's going to be 
a tough game, you're most likely either A, going to clinch the playoffs, or B, going to clinch your division this weekend. The problem comes the week after when you got to go to Denver on Monday night, basically for do we get a first-round buy or not. Mm-hmm. So this week you're sitting pretty. Next week we'll have a different discussion. Go go ahead and say what you were going to say, though. I, I want to reference something we talked about a while back, um, a long while back with the Cincinnati Bengals, on who eventually, because Cincinnati fans are going to get sick mm-hmm. of losing. Who is going to get the blame? If it is Marvin Lewis or if it's going to be Marvin Lewis, of course, the head coach, or if it's going to be quarterback Andy Dalton. I think this actually could tip tip some things. If they look good with A.J. McCarron, Andy Dalton comes back in, they lose, Andy Dalton's going to get a lot of blame. I'm not saying he's getting run out of town, but he's going to get a lot of blame. So you're saying, let's say A.J. McCarron, let's say he plays two games. He plays against the 49ers against Denver. Mm-hmm. Wins them both. Andy Dalton comes in, plays Week 17. Let's say they win it. Mm-hmm. And then loses the first game in the playoffs. You're saying that fans chastise him because, oh, look, McCarron won his two starts. Yeah, I think so. I why mean, didn't you ride the hot? Or are they going, hey, Marvin, why didn't you ride mm-hmm. the hot hand? You're a stupid coach, blah, blah, blah. Coaching mistake. Do they go that side of it? I don't know which side they're going to go. Because the the question we keep having with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals Who's is eventually these fans are going to get sick of losing, not getting anywhere. Someone's going to get blamed. I mean, the situation in Atlanta was a different situation, obviously, because they had mm-hmm. an abysmal season. But they were a team that perpetually lost in the playoffs. They always would get there. They always would look great, and they would lose immediately. Eventually, you get sick of that. You can't put up with it. Good coaches get fired. John Fox got fired after going to a Super Bowl. Harbaugh got fired over at San Francisco 49ers you're saying when he him, was doing really well. Are you well. saying him in Denver or Carolina? Well, he gets fired from both. But, I mean, I'm more referencing his time in Denver with, okay. with Peyton Manning. The good things that have happened with him mm-hmm. with Peyton Manning in Denver. Good coaches get fired. Marvin Lewis might be towards the end of his rope if he keeps getting the team to the playoffs and keep having the team lose. Someone gets blamed eventually. You can't just keep going and keep losing. We don't want a Buffalo Bills situation of going to the Super Bowl four times in a row, lose Mm -hmm. all four times. Or this is a conversation that I had with Brandon Swanson of the Primetime Podcast and MVP on Monday night while we were watching the Giant Dolphin game, and I'm going to throw it out to you, Mark. They were talking about how Dan Campbell is definitely going to get an interview Mm-hmm. With the Dolphins at the end of the end of the year for the head coaching job, so. and I just immediately I just spit it out, just one of those no filter by Ricky, and I just go, "Does he get the job?" And Brandon's like, "Yeah, I would say he does." I mean, look, they've been playing different under him, but at the same time, I said, "Yeah, but besides the first few games, they haven't been winning. Mm-hmm. They've been playing better though. They have been playing better, have they? They have." It seems Did you like, watch Monday night game? They to me, well to me it seems like ever since they played, it's like they did really well, really well. Then they played New England, and ever since then it's like, wow, we, we're just shell-shocked and can't mm-hmm. win a game. No, they played well against against New York last night, uh, the Monday night game. That was a good game. 
They played hard. They just made some dumb mistakes. Like overthrowing Landry and Parker. And, yeah, overthrows, and not, dumb penalties. And not running with Lamar Miller in some situations. But I was happy because I went against Lamar Miller in fantasy. Didn't help because the opponent had Eli, so I Eli's lost great. anyways. Eli's great. Thanks for helping me get into the playoffs, Eli. Elite. Uh, you know, they've done better. I think it's exactly like Jason Garrett's situation of comes in, oh man, changes should, the team around, he and he gets fired. In. I feel, I feel. I'm sorry, Cowboy. Well, actually, I'm not sorry, Cowboy fans, because you still have Greg Hardy on your team, and you're doing nothing to protest that team. But I think that Jason Garrett should get fired. I mean, he I won't. know, I know what you you guys are going to say. Oh well, this season is because Romo got injured. But really, is is Jason Garrett that good of a coach? No. He no. had some good things going last year, and then he let the good thing leave, being, of course, DeMarco Murray. Well, and let's get into that. And this this whole season has been DeMarco's not happy in Philly. Des Bryant's not happy in Dallas. And, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I know the Romo injury plays a lot into why Des isn't happy and why the team is losing, but there's a part of me that says— Okay, and I know Dez got injured this season, but there's a part of me that says, huh, maybe this team should have kept DeMarco and let Dez walk. Yeah. I mean, the nobody would have argued that DeMarco Murray was not the reason you were in the playoffs. No one would have said, no, DeMarco Murray is just a nice little cherry on top. No, he got you to the playoffs. So the fact that you were going to let him leave, I get why they did it. I completely get why they did it. They were saying our offensive line is so good, but they can it make does not look matter good. who's back there. And that was but not it, correct. But it does. Yeah, that was not correct, yeah. actually. Uh, they were wrong in that situation. So, yeah, I mean— I don't know, and, and it's interesting, too, with Des Bryant. Obviously, Des Bryant's a great wide receiver, but when we're seeing guys now, we've seen all Sean Jeffrey, mm-hmm. we've seen Odell Beckham come in, Amari Cooper looks great, we see these young guys come in and do great things pretty much right off the bat. It looks a lot easier to draft a wide receiver than it does to draft a running back, and I know they didn't draft a running back, but it looks pretty easy to draft a wide receiver that can make an impact day one. Yeah, and I mean... I'm going more of it from the other side to where this year what we are what we're seeing before our very eyes is Des Bryant's good but unless you have the quarterback to bring it out of him he's nothing. Mm-hmm. If you have Matt Castle, Brandon Whedon, all these backup quarterbacks they're not going to bring that best out of Dez that Tony Romo. And I mean, Tony Romo's one of the best. That's why he's a starter mm-hmm. in the NFL. Whereas I feel that if the Cowboys flipped it and kept DeMarco. Well, he doesn't need somebody to make him look good. Yeah, he doesn't. It's, he looks good on his own. DeMarco can say, hey, I'm good enough to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Take pressure off of this quarterback to where the quarterback doesn't feel like, man, I got to get the ball to Dez. In order for him to be good. Yeah. DeMarco could make himself good taking pressure off of the quarterback. Quarterback can get to the wide receiver. Dallas may not be in the position they are right now. Less hits to the quarterback most mm-hmm. likely. 
Yeah, this, I mean, of course we're playing with a lot of what-ifs right now, but it makes sense. It does. It definitely does. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think everything that has gone on with these two teams, the Eagles and, of course, the Dallas Cowboys, are all just bad coaching decisions, bad personnel decisions, more likely. Um, just bad choices, really. And both these coaches need to go. They both need to be fired, and I don't think either one will anymore. I was really high on the fact that Chip Kelly was going to get fired, but he hasn't been fired yet, and suddenly the team looks okay because they're still in competition to get mm-hmm. the division because the NFC least absolutely sucks. Yeah. So I really don't know what's going to happen. I still have always said that I don't think Jason Garrett gets fired. I think he gets a pass because of all the injuries. Because of Romo's injury? And because Jerry Jones doesn't know what he's doing anyways. Well, and hey, Jerry Jones, and, and I know this is more of the media talking, but— there's reports coming out that, oh, well, the Browns may just trade Manziel to the Cowboys during the offseason. And sure, then Manziel can be the backup behind Romo. But just to go off of one of your points where you said where they could mm-hmm. have kept DeMarco and then drafted a wide receiver, yeah. they took in this last draft, 27th overall, Byron Jones, cornerback out of UConn. The... I'll say either the next four or five wide receivers that came after them. 29th overall, Philip Dorsett. How has he really done this year? Not so great. Then at the 37th spot, Devin Smith. Doriel Green Beckham at 40. Devin Funches at 41. And then the next one after that, it was Tyler Lockett at 69. Tyler Lockett had a really good game this past week, but... Mm -hmm. That was more of Seattle's system. But the thing I'm looking at after, at this draft is, and I know hindsight is 2020. I'm going to say that before I say this, but you got rid of DeMarco, TJ Yeldon. He's been doing good things in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I know he went, what, second round to Jacksonville at 36. So nine picks after Dallas made the Byron Jones draft, but yeah. you could have taken T.J. Yeldon in the first round, and then boom, I have my bell cow running back to take over for McFadden and basically be my McFadden, but younger. And let's not, of course, forget uh, a big important moment that happened in the offseason for a couple of teams. The reason why the Jets exist in the playoffs right now is Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall was on the trade block. No one knew he was on the trade block, but all of a sudden it was out Brandon Marshall traded to the Jets. I doubt that, you know, if situation was different and people knew that Des Bryant was going to be the guy who's going out, I don't doubt that the Dallas Cowboys could have made a trade for Brandon Marshall. That the Chicago Bears wouldn't have picked up the phone and said, hey, you guys, I, we, know you mm-hmm. need a, we know you need a wide receiver. We got one. Do you want him? Yeah, because but what, that trade could have happened. The, what would have the Bears been looking for? Draft picks just like Same they exact got from thing. New York? Same exact thing they so got. just draft picks. Nothing, no, like, other players? They, I mean, they didn't ask for anything from New York. So why would they ask for anything from Dallas? They got the same exact thing going on. I mean, I'm just pointing that out as yeah. an example of something that could have happened. A lot of things could have happened. It seems apparent now. And even though I think we were both on the same page, we mm-hmm. both thought that DeMarco Murray should have been the one to stay. Yeah, uh, well, before. He, he was the reason why your team was so good. And Des Bryant, to me, I mean, both of these guys in the category of shit they shouldn't have said are both in the same category. Des going off on reporters, 
You have DeMarco Murray bitching at the owner of the Eagles because really in Philadelphia, who's the only one you can bitch to is the owner because Chip Kelly owns everything else. Mm -hmm. So you can't talk to the GM. You can't talk to this because Chip Kelly is it. I think now DeMarco should have been the one to stay. Here's the interesting thing I want to throw out this upcoming draft coming up. Mm -hmm. As of right now, the Dallas Cowboys, according to CBSSports.com and their mock draft, right now they're at the five. The teams ahead of them, Tennessee, could take a running back, but probably not going to. They'll probably take offensive line or Mm -hmm. defensive end. Then Cleveland, quarterback. That's all we got to say. Chargers, they don't need a running back. They're going to probably sit on Melvin Gordon another year, see if he can be what they drafted him to be. Then you got the Ravens, probably going to go defensive back. What are the chances that Dallas, and I know, Mark, you're one of those guys that every time I bring up the draft, Mark's like, you know what, Ricky, I leave the college players to you and Brandon right now. Not focusing on the college guys because mm-hmm. we still got games to play. But I'm going to bring up one college guy kind of to get into our mock draft stuff mm-hmm. a little bit. Of course, we're going to save all the in-depth stuff for the offseason. But right now, what are the early odds, do you think, that at the fifth overall pick, let's say that's what Dallas has, they go and say, you know what? Ezekiel Elliott, Ohio State running back. Let's take him. Zero percent. You don't draft a running back fifth overall. You don't. Do they trade with, like, the Bears for Matt Forte, mm, the Rams for maybe that. a Trey Mason? I don't think they'll do that. I mean, I a, could see them trade. Or, I mean, drafting a running back in, like, round two, draft someone a little later. You know, they you just don't draft a running back that easily. I mean, that early. They don't really pan out all that often for as early as you would draft them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a lot of good guys late and later rounds for sure. Now, they could try and trade for, like, a Matt Forte because Matt Forte suddenly is a running back by committee with Jeremy Langford in Chicago. And surprisingly, though, he doesn't hate that as much as you think he would. However, the thing is, and I know Bears fans, Mark, just by hearing you throw that out, probably yelled this at their computer screen, but is Matt Forte worth a fifth overall pick? Because there's a lot. I, whenever I talk to... Dave Oster, who used to do mm-hmm. the onside kick with us, whenever me and him, when we go out to dinner, talk about Matt Forte, he goes, maybe a second at the most. Maybe a second you're, or third for Matt Forte. You're asking a little much if you want a second for Matt Forte. Third or fourth, I think you might have a point, but I don't think you're going to get it. And that's because he's getting to that age that he's at the magical age. don't return from. Yeah. Yeah. And also, as a Chicago Bears fan, you you watch Jeremy Langford play, and yeah, he puts up some good numbers, but in the running game, he doesn't look as good as he does in the passing game. And maybe I'm a little bit of a traditionalist here, but I want my running back to be good at running the ball instead of catching the ball, uh, or really running with it after the catch. So yeah, I don't think, I don't know, I think if Chicago Bear fans are really relying relying on Jeremy Langford, I don't think it's going to turn out as good as it as people are hoping. Um, with that being said, I can't, I, I don't know. I'm yet to believe that the Chicago Bears are going to make any trade with Matt Forte involved. I really don't think it's going to happen yet. I think they'll burn him into the mm-hmm. ground. 
So you, because uh, Matt Forte's mm-hmm. contract is up at the end of the year, correct? Uh, I believe so. So at the end of the year, you're saying the Bears keep him? Do the Bears give him his money, franchise tag trade him, franchise tag keep him? Because the thing with the Bears, and I was kind of, I wasn't really surprised because I did see what he did at Michigan State, but it looks like you guys have the replacement for the future in Langford. I don't know. I'm not completely sold. I mean, I think Jane Langford looks good. I don't think he looks like a Matt Forte, a guy who's going to be one of the best in the league Do you every need year. the best at the league, though? Do you need the yes. best in the yeah. league? If you want to run John Fox's— To play running back. If you want to run John Fox's system that he always runs, yeah. That's what you need. You need short, quick passes. You need a good run game. Or do you think that he'll be able to work better when you finally— Because. The thing with the Bears that's kind of, mm-hmm. for you guys, I kind of feel for you because you haven't been able to see what, this has kind of been a fake year one for you guys, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. You draft White in the first round. Yeah. You don't get to see him. This wide receiver core has kind of been depleted. Bennett's injured. Jeffries, he's playing right now, but he was injured throughout the season you haven't been able to see what this team could do. Mm-hmm. That's true. So you're saying you keep Forte and give him his money and just say, hey, you're our running back. I don't think he's going to ask for a ton of money, though. I think he's going to ask for something fairly reasonable. You're going to have to pay okay. him. You're going to have to pay him, but I think he'll ask for something fairly reasonable. Um, you know, I, I think it's the best best option. Keep it running back by committee. Because I think if you go 100%, you obviously don't go 100%, but if you go pretty much all – Jeremy Langford, I really don't think it's going to work out as well as people are hoping it will. People get you get tape on the guy, mm-hmm. you know what he's done. He's had some hits on him. Well, how many times have we seen that with like the backup quarterback comes in, lights a team up when he comes yeah. in, and then the next game, oh well, he didn't do that well because they had tape on him. And I think Jeremy Langford looks best, and this is something Matt Forte does really well as well. When he gets the ball thrown to him short, and he can just run in open field, he looks great with that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's a good running back too, but he's not a great elite running back. Maybe he'll develop into that, but right now he doesn't look like that elite running back that Matt Forte has been. Um, so that's why I don't think the Chicago Bears really are going to want to let Matt Forte go anywhere because he's a crucial part to John Fox's system. And John Fox in Denver, what did he have? A running back by committee. I mean, we could play Deadville's advocate here and say, well, mm-hmm. what would you rather have, Langford or Gordon? That I mean, we could play that devil's advocate, but of course you would mm-hmm. say, well, uh, I want Langford because Gordon's kind of been a, do we call him a bust or do we no, forget about this? Do we forget bust. about this year and just say, oh, we'll see what you can do next year when the Chargers are in L.A.? Well, we got to remember that the Chargers are a terrible team. And so, are going to move to L.A. Yeah, they're awful. <laughs> so let's give him some time to be on a team that isn't terrible. That's what, that's what I would say in that situation. Okay. Give him so, some time. So I got one kind of, before we get into our last thing where we're going to talk some playoff kind of clinchers, I got one surprise game for you, Mark. Okay. A game that we like to play when it comes to draft time. Yeah. So I got two blind resumes for you, and this is the last thing we'll do draft-wise before we go on to our playoff pictures. Here's what I want. These are two quarterbacks. 
based on the stats, I want you to tell me if you had the choice between quarterback A and quarterback B, which one are you taking off of the numbers? Your first one, quarterback A, is an FBS quarterback. He's 280 of 406 for a 69 completion percentage. He has 3,670 yards, 9 yards per attempt, 28 touchdowns, 3 INTs, and a rating of 166.2. Your quarterback B, this is the FCS guy. He's three or 114 completions to 179. He's got an attempt per game of 29, completion percentage 63.7. He's only got 1,454 yards this season. However, he's got 242 per game, 8.1 per attempt, 16 touchdowns to two INTs, and a 159.2 quarterback rating. Who are you taking? Quarterback A. Why would I take quarterback B? A was better in almost every option. Here's quarterback A, Paxton Lynch, Mm -hmm. Memphis. Quarterback B is a guy that a lot of people right now are kind of talking about, and of course, we've still got a few more weeks till we get to mock drafts. Me and Brandon on the PTP are going to get to mock drafts before me and you. But Carson Wentz, and I hope I'm saying that right, W-E-N-T-Z, Wentz. Like Pete Wentz. And this is a guy from mm-hmm. uh, South Dakota or North Dakota State, the FCS school that's won, like, how many FCS championships in them. a row? Here's the question I want to pose to you before we get to playoff. Sure. Playoff kind of picture stuff for this week. In the mock draft, do we think as the process goes on, we hear more of Carson Wentz? I mean, sure, you'll probably hear a little bit more of him. Uh, I don't think it's going to probably become a Jimmy Garoppolo type of situation where we heard a lot about Jimmy Garoppolo. Eastern Um, Illinois was FCS too, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, Yeah, they are. And actually, you know what? Are they Division II? They may be. No, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Um but yeah, I, I definitely don't think we're going to hear a ton, but I think it will come up. I think it's definitely going to be, I don't know, it, it's going to be someone who does get drafted, but nothing nothing terribly high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, they are FCS. Okay. Eastern so, Illinois. So now the last thing, we teased it earlier in the podcast, we're going to be talking about there are teams this week, Mark, that can clinch some certain things this week in the NFL, Week 15. We've got three teams in the AFC that could do some clinching. New England against Tennessee can clinch a first-round bye. Shouldn't be hard to do. We've got Cincinnati against San Francisco can either clinch the division or a playoff spot, and then Denver against Pittsburgh can either clinch the division or a playoff spot. And I mean New England, you said it. It's kind of easy. They either need a win and a Denver loss or a win and a Cincy loss Denver tie. Mm-hmm. So really they're focusing, I would say, Just more win. on that Denver game. Yeah. Win and then Denver loses, you get a first round bye. Mm-hmm. With Denver, it's a little bit more a little bit more challenging. If they win, they're in the playoffs. 
plain and simple. However, if they win and Kansas City loses or ties, they win the division. You know, and Kansas City, they've been a team that's been charging. Yeah, Brandon, that's an interesting one to think about. Brandon did a video this week about will they make the playoffs. Brandon said they'll make the playoffs, but are they really going to challenge Denver for the division, or does Denver just win the division this weekend? I think Denver can win it this weekend, but I think, I don't know, Kansas City definitely is going to put up a fight. I don't think they're going to lose to the Ravens. I can't see them losing to the Browns. Maybe the Raiders, because the Raiders will play tough. But I think they're a better team than the Raiders. Let's just say this week. Do the Broncos clinch the division this week? I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to lose to the Ravens, so no. You don't lose. like, And there's to me Alex Smith in my fantasy football pickups video. He's a pickup because he's going up against the Ravens, and I think they're going to feast all over. The last team in the AFC I left out was that Cincinnati team we talked about for the majority of this podcast. They can clinch the division if they win. However, if they lose to San Fran, a Jet loss or a Chief loss can still get them in. Mm-hmm. Even if they lose this week, if Denver wins, Cincinnati clinches the North. So not not too bad. You just got to kind of hope pieces fall into place. New York Jets are the one team which maybe could lose this week. Mm-hmm. They are playing the Cowboys at Jerry World. That's a Saturday game, too. I know how you Weird. hate the Saturday games. Just leave football on Sundays. <laughs> there can be a Monday or night Thursdays game. Thursdays. No, or I don't like Thursday football. <laughs> Thursday football's a waste. Unless it's on like Christmas. Unless Christmas is on a Thursday. If we can get a holiday game, holiday games are fine. But yeah, I don't want Thursday. Or night like football. Thanksgiving, because it's always on a Thursday. Yeah, but we've always had that. Mm-hmm. We always have that. Yeah, none, none of this Saturday football stuff. What is this? College football? But it's funny though, because Cincinnati, if they win. Pittsburgh then needs to tie for them to win the North. Because if Pittsburgh wins, then it doesn't matter. You gotta wait mm-hmm. another week. The NFC, we've got a few we've got a few more teams in the NFC that could do some clinching. Carolina can clinch home field advantage throughout. They've got to win and Arizona has to lose. Or Carolina can tie. But if Carolina wins against New York, which will probably happen. And Arizona beat and loses to Philly, pardon me, Carolina gets home field throughout. Mm-hmm. I don't think that happens this week because I don't think Philadelphia is going to beat Arizona. No, yeah, I, I can't imagine the Eagles would beat the Cardinals. Um, you know, I, I just keep expecting that the Panthers lose a game mm-hmm. because it's hard to go undefeated. And I think once you get towards the end of the season, it's pretty easy to get that one upset. Uh, that just kind of reminds you that, oh, we can't just coast. We got to turn it back on. Uh, not that the Carolina Panthers look like they're coasting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I pretty much every game from here on out, I'm just calling trap game on for the Carolina Panthers just because I don't want them to think that they don't have to play their hardest. Uh, but the Carolina Panthers, probably not going to lose. Arizona Cardinals, probably not going to lose either. However, if the, if the Eagles do want to help the Panthers make the – home field throughout Carolina, the Browns could actually help the Cardinals this weekend because if the Cardinals beat Philly, they win the West. However, let's say Arizona loses. They can still clinch the West this week if the Browns beat Seattle. That's a tall order. That's for (laughs) sure. And that's clinching the division. Seattle looks great right now. They're pulling everything together at the Mm -hmm. right time. 
whereas Arizona can clinch the playoffs. They've got to win, win or tie, and Green Bay has to lose. Which Green Bay maybe could lose. Oakland is Oakland could be a wild card team against the Packers because yeah. that's who Green Bay's playing this weekend. Hey, they shut down the uh, the better team that is the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. So why not? And I mean, Green Bay's got the first situation we have where they it doesn't matter what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course they can win or tie and get into the playoffs or. Tampa Bay, between Tampa Bay, Washington, and New York, Tampa Bay and either one of those two NFC lease teams need to lose, and the Packers are in the playoffs. Yeah. And that whole thing is a jumbled up mess. Otherwise, we've got, and I'm not going to read through them, but two other teams that could clinch the playoffs in the NFC based on, like, based on, it's all four teams. It's Tampa Bay, Atlanta, New York, and Washington, Based on what those four teams do, Seattle and Minnesota could make the playoffs mm-hmm. this weekend. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't think – I think we're still going to have plenty of drama in the NFL for these last couple of weeks, week 16, week 17. Uh, so there's plenty to be excited about in that case. The The things I'm really – if I had to guess any of these teams kind of makes a last-minute push – it's going to be either the Philadelphia Eagles or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do the Jaguars make a put? Is there no. any chance that Jacksonville nope. goes 8-8 eight and eight and wins the division? Nope. Not at all? None. Zero. That 50 thing, that was kind of a fluke. Maybe next season they can be decent, <laughs> but right They've now looked they really got really good down. in the past few weeks. They're just kind of pulling some things together. They definitely are. Like an actual team almost. They have lost, you know, their last three weeks they're 1-2. and two. So even though they're looking good, they're not really winning games yet. Mm-hmm. So we got to hold on for that. And they played, they did play a divisional opponent in the Colts. That was impressive. And I know I said this to you before the podcast. I'm going to say it so everyone else can hear it. And I want to know what you, the listener, think about this as well. In Week 17, obviously we've got no primetime game. Well, air quotes, no primetime game yet. Usually... They flex one game into the Sunday night game that's usually a playoff-type matchup. I've got three games that could possibly be that Sunday night game. The one that's probably not going to happen, the furthest of the three, Jacksonville versus Houston. No one wants to watch that. Could be a primetime game if it's winner of the South or winner gets the South. Has Otherwise, anyone ever talked about the AFC South this year, like since Andrew Luck was awful? No. And proved that he's a bust? No. We're talking more about the NFC least than the AFC South. Yeah, that's sad. The other two that I think will m- most likely happen, the second most likely one, Eagles Giants, depending on what happens in the NFC least, or the one that I think will most likely happen, because if both of these teams win out into week 17, it's for the North, the Vikings at Green Bay. That scares me because we never beat Green Bay in primetime. Yeah, you should be scared of that one. Especially in Green Bay. I mean, I know they don't have Jordy Nelson, and they're kind of playing like poop right now, but it scares me. But they'll still beat the Vikings because that's know, just what they it's do. Just, uh, I don't get it. It's just what they do. I don't. The Lions can beat them in Green Bay, but can we? Probably not. The Bears can beat them in Green Bay. That's right. You guys did yeah. play them in Green Bay. Oh. So, hey, maybe you got a shot. Maybe you got a <laughs> I shot. I hope. I hope. This was another another week where I watched 
my Vikings, and I keep asking. It feels mm-hmm. like a trend where I keep asking myself the question: Should I just stop? Is, no, but like I watch Teddy play, and I go, "Is he the guy?" It, like no, he's not. This offseason, you were really high on Teddy, and I kept telling you, "Let's pump the brakes." Let's pump those brakes. I keep like it's not one of those things where it's like get him out of town, but it's one of those things like. Looking five years down, not even five, looking like two or mm-hmm. three years down the line. See the guy? Should we be looking at one of these quarterbacks in the draft? Maybe, tr- maybe, hey, free agent? maybe you'll luck out and you'll be able to get uh, A.J. McCarron. Probably not. I wouldn't want to trade for an A.J. McCarron. Hey, maybe he's going to look good. At this point, unproven, even in the five Well, that's games. what these next games are for. Or we're trading for Johnny Manziel, but I don't want to oh, start. I hope that happens. I don't want to start the Manziel to Minnesota rumors, but... That's going to do it for the onside kick, unless, Mark, you have anything that we didn't touch that you feel like we should have. Go Bears. But that's going to do it for the onside kick this week. I want to thank you guys for checking it out, giving a listen. Let us know down below in the comment section if there's anything, anything you thought about what we talked about today. My question for you is just about that Week 17 primetime game. What do you think it's going to be kind of playing a little Nostradamus in the comment section. Go ahead, hit that like button, that subscribe button. If you're on SoundCloud, go ahead and hit repost and like. Yet again, thank you guys for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the with two E's. Mark Weber, most valuable pod is at most valuable pod. Thank you guys for checking out yet again. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts.